froze because I was like, do I sing? I should sing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, wait, he just talked about his microphone being did, great. Right? What the fuck is he? <laughs> Oh, oh gosh! You should add this. This is this should all no, be no, right? the beginning. <laughs> uh, I could start if you want. Well, me to. I was like, hmm. Well, okay, okay, okay. Just <clears throat> be like, I just called to say I love you, and I just called to say how much I care. I, I just called to say I love you and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Welcome back. Oh, that was so great. That was so great. It gave me chills. Really? Oh. That was so great, Byron. Yes, that was great. Oh, Yay. Oh, I love it when you Oh, sing. thanks. I hope you guys love it when I sing you. too. You can listen to my album. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Front loaded with that. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I love it. Welcome back it. to another episode of Off Kilter No Filter. I am your host mm-hmm. slash singing host. No, just kidding. Yes. Uh, Byron yes. Alexander. Uh, joined by my awesome ass co host, Mrs. Tammy yes. Chase. That is me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else. Right? And this week, as you just heard, uh, we will be discussing part one, because, of course... Mm-hmm. This will be two parts. Of course, because we are talking about the person mm-hmm. who is three steps down from God, as, I, as I've said in the past yes. episodes. That, who are the other two? Who are the other two? Uh, if he's three, who's one and two? Uh, Jesus and Martin Luther King. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus. Well, because Jesus is son. that so one, not like, Martin Luther King. Yeah, well, I guess it would go God, Jesus, uh, maybe Sophia for those who are like in the know because Sophia is supposed to be like the mother of God. I don't know. It's a whole thing. And then Stevie Wonder because, you know, why not? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I guess it depends on who you talk to. Exactly. Exactly. I guess it'd be the Archangel Michael, but I mean, isn't that a Catholic thing? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Right, yeah, whatever. But anyway. Either way, Stevie Wonder is fantastic and wonderful and yes. thankfully still alive. Thankfully. <laughs> knocking on wood. We talked about some fantastic, wonderful, but unalive. Un- Here I am, not dead, unalive yeah. people. Right, but knocking on wood because anytime, like, a celeb- mm-hmm. like we just lost Tina last year. So it's like every time this happens, we got to yeah. check on our people. Like, Patty. Stevie, Shaka, y'all all right? Y'all good? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, okay, Gladys, they're, in where their, you at? they're in their mm-hmm. they're in their seventies now. Yes. And right? I want them around. Seventy three. Yeah, I want them around. <laughs> I, yeah. I need my good music. Shaka Khan's seventy. <sighs> Shaka's seventy. Jeez. Who was the other Patty LaBelle? Yes. Is that who you mentioned? Yeah. Gladys Knight. Oh. Smokey. Patty LaBelle. Diana. Patty LaBelle is 79. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Diana Ross should be about the same. Mm-hmm. Right? She is 79. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. The, these these people have to have the longevity. I want them to be here till they're at least 106. Gladys Knight is also 79. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to be here till at least 106 just because. <laughs> just because they can do yeah. they can sing uh they can sing from the nursing home or wherever i don't care like i want them here so because jumping off yeah. our motown episode it's like stevie wonder has been with motown since his since the start of his career he was 13 yeah um, yeah when well when he had his Little first stevie hit Wonder. at 13 um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what was that what was this first? Uh, fingertips? Is that what it was called? Mm. All right. Yes, fingertips. And I have that. Um, have I ever heard of? You probably have, because I didn't know it was called fingertips. It's. Hold on, I'm gonna play it and oh, go ahead. Keep talking. I can hear. It. Well, <laughs> I have to work. Wait for the stupid ad. <laughs> um, it was live at the. Uh, was it the Apollo? 
Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. He, I know which one you're trying to. He's playing like uh, it seems like it's like just kind of like jazz or what improvisation, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But they have like the shortened version on the greatest hits album I have because I was listening to that this morning on my way to work, and um, he busts out his harmonica and he, he plays like uh, Mary had a little lamb on it for a minute. <laughs> But you hear the audience just yeah. going crazy, yeah. and I mean, it's like, why not? You know, because you can, and you can hear. He's adorable. It, it's funny too because you can hear like, like early stages of of Stevie, because mm-hmm. of course, like when we talk oh, about yeah. Stevie Wonder, we, the regard that we have for Stevie Wonder usually comes from the seventies, from like nineteen seventy two through nineteen seventy nine, because that's yeah, that album, um, Inner Visions, that, fulfilling that this, for, uh, fulfilling this's finale goodness say that 10 times fast and uh yeah. songs of the key of life the, songs of the key mm-hmm, of life. that mm-hmm. interventions came out in 72 that one has superstitions and um mm-hmm. higher ground i believe let me pull it up make sure i have my yeah i, I love higher ground I make sure i have my track listings right because i will not be on here yeah, I, I like uh messing up stevie wonder <laughs> like i did Kwame Teray yeah. and everybody died. no 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 we will i again three steps down from god so i'm going to make it Make it correct. And yes, I am right. Inner Visions was released in 73 and featured Higher Ground. <laughs> yeah. Living in the City. That's another one I really like. Um, Talking Book is is the one that had Superstition. So again, let me make, okay. make sure I get my shit right. <laughs> yeah. But anywho. Fact check yes, yourself. exactly. Fact check yourself. Yeah. Make sure I get it. Well, yeah, because, you know. I don't. I don't need people absolutely. coming after me over Stevie Wonder slander. Like, absolutely not. Three steps down from yeah. God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yeah. I will keep saying that. Fight me. Anyway. Right. Um, but yes. Uh, gosh. Yeah. What what we or what we regard Stevie Wonder for is usually the that period in his career is, is um, the seventies because that's where the most innovative stuff came from him um, as mm-hmm. far as the different sounds, um, the different techniques, the the, the mm-hmm. vocal things that he would do. Um, Isn't She Lovely? Um, apparently in the the documentary um, that I watched that I sent you earlier, um, he mm-hmm. was talking about how he took some device, I forgot what it was called, but he took a device home with him and recorded his daughter. Yeah, I thought that was really cool because I was yeah. like, "No, that is act- I've, I've heard that before." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where he said it was his daughter on the record, but I just assumed that he brought her into the studio um, and let her re- and recorded her right, playing around yeah. or whatever. It was like he took whatever the device was home and um, you know just basically lived life for a couple weeks or whatever, recorded different things. Yeah. Uh, and like the baby that's crying was like some other baby that he recorded. I was like, this is, you wouldn't think to do yeah, that. Yeah, he said in the, <laughs> yeah, in the, in the documentary that you had, that we watched, mm-hmm. right? You, um, he said that the baby that's crying at the beginning, he had a doctor friend yeah. that recorded a baby just being born for him for that. Wow. And then, yeah, his his daughter is throughout that she's especially at the end. It's uh, his his it was Yolanda, I guess Aisha. the woman that he had his first Aisha, my bad, mm-hmm. and and his baby, uh, the baby was getting a bath, mm-hmm. and so he recorded that, which was adorable. Of oh course, God. it's a it's a great baby song. There's two there's two songs um, I like that uh, make me tear up a little bit. His isn't she lovely about his daughter being born, mm-hmm. and then John Lennon's beautiful boy about his son being born. Okay. And then, of course, if you want to go for te- for for dead children, there's always Eric Clapton's "No More Tears in Heaven." I don't know that one. Because his his little boy his little boy fell out of a window. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it was I was late '90s, early 2000s, I think. Aww. And he, yeah. Uh, but as far as you know, how happy you are that you had a child. Isn't she lovely and beautiful? Boy, are the two best ones that always kind of get me choked up a little bit. With the exception, of, no, I take that back. Isn't she lovely? Is great. It's very upbeat and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but for beginning overly emotional about a daughter would be Madonna's Little Star on her Ray of Light album because that was written about her daughter. I do like that one. And that and that came out right shortly after Liz was born. Okay. Yeah, I've, I, she sang that so one that, yeah, on Oprah. I remember that one. I was like, I actually kind of like this song. Mm-hmm. I like older yeah, Madonna. Yeah. We've, we've had conversations about her, but that's I, a different episode. We're not going to talk about Madonna. Yeah. Maybe no, we'll do a Madonna sorry, episode. I didn't mean to, I I didn't mean to sidetrack it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't mean to sidetrack it. I just wanted to... Because, I mean, as a parent, it's, it's, it's so... It's so I love hearing that song. Isn't she lovely? Because as a parent, it's like, yeah, that's how I felt, you know, when Liz was. Mm-hmm. I remember so it was hearing like, it really... at the end of the Coneheads movie. Because <laughs> they did that <laughs> with their daughter. That. Yeah, that was funny. That's funny. I didn't. I don't remember uh-huh. that. That's funny. I'll have to go back and watch. I was like, oh, I know that Coneheads. song. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's terrific. Yeah. I always loved. Um, <laughs> I mean, gosh, it's like narrowing down your favorite. Like, what's your favorite Stevie Wonder song? Like, don't answer that question. There are too many. I was right. listening to a greatest hits, and there were some songs I've never yeah. even heard. Yeah. Um, he is. He is one of those artists that it's really hard to. Mm-hmm. I I can even tell you at least two of my favorite Prince songs, and not all the rest. And I, you know, how much I love Prince. But I was thinking about that for this podcast. I was like, gee whiz, because I was listening to you know him on Spotify the Stevie Wonder songs I have and I'm like how do I if 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 we get down to what's your favorite how would I choose because exactly I love how higher ground I love superstition I love all of them and I guess if I had to if I had to if somebody was to you know weirdly stick a gun to my head and say I'm gonna blow your brains out if you don't tell me what I don't write <laughs> what your favorite Stevie Wonder song is I guess mine would have to be uh Sir Duke oh yeah yeah I, you know what? I didn't know that was the name of the song because because the refrain is you can feel it all over. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought that's what it was called. It, and he only <laughs> says Sir Duke like once, once. In there when he starts listing yeah. all, li- listing all the There's Bessie Miller, the, the Sachimo, yeah. and Sir Duke, something like that. Yeah, that's the only time yeah, he says it. Exactly. That's so it's like, like yeah. Why yeah. is it called Sir Duke? You say <laughs> you can feel it all over. That's the chorus. Right. <laughs> and it's about music in general. You know that's that's you know so I understand it, it's it's paying homage to those that came before. But, I like the. Um, but then again, yeah. I wish um, that one that everybody really loves. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. if somebody put a gun to my head and asked me what favorite Stevie Wonder song was mine, the funny thing is, I look up mm-hmm. like I don't know why you have a gun to my head. If I start singing it, you're gonna start singing it too. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's I never thought about that. That's true. That's true. Hang on, I'm gonna listen to I Wish for a second after this oh, you... stupid ad, but it keeps YouTube free. Yeah, Hang on. You know what it is. I wanna double check that I know it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course. Cause of course oh. uh Will Smith sampled it for the Wild Wild West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 But he's right in the song where it's like, That's I wish those right. days could come back. And it's like yeah, when you, yeah. I remember listening to that as a fifteen-year-old and thinking like, yeah. "Yeah, I mean, I'm fifteen now, but you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, I'm like, shit, I wish those days could come back too." Because even listening to it, he's like, oh "Yeah, sneaking out the back, you know, sneaking out the back." I thought you told oh, him not to yes. go outside, right? Or, um, you know, what is it? Uh, <laughs> I love the part where he's like. Uh, trying to best to bring the water to your eyes, thinking it might stop her from whipping your behind. I wish those days <laughs> could come back once more. Why did those days ever have to go? I, I hear that. all the music too yeah. when you sing it. Yeah. I can hear it. It's great. I love it when you sing it. It's good. Ah, I love Steve. He's one of my so influences. Good. Like it's Janet, Michael, yes, I can see why. Stevie, yeah. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. And Stevie again, three steps down from God. Like, yeah, Stevie freaking wonder. It's gonna be rough. <laughs> yes, it, that's yeah. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My. Well, okay. So let's let's talk about yes a little bit. Just like personally. He's from Michigan. So that's not his name. I yeah. That's not his name either. No. Well. I mean, Stevie's kind of short I mean, for not, Steve. Yeah, but I mean, his last name is not Wonder. Well, true. Yes. It's Morris. It's Morris. It? Yes. 
Yes. And Hardaway. So like Hardaway all his children, all his. He what? Like his middle name is Hardaway. It's like that's an interesting middle name. Yes. It might have been his mother's maiden name. That's an old-fashioned thing to do. That's but true. He's old-fashioned. I mean, he's seventy. Yeah. So like my cousin, my cousin is uh, my aunt's son, right? My mom's youngest sister. And they did it old fashioned too. So his middle name, Justin's middle name, is my my aunt, my mom's maiden name. So his name, and we talked about this before. His name is Justin San Patridge. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. So that's like a that's a thing that people did back then. That way they could keep yeah keep the the name mm -hmm. the mother's name alive. Mm -hmm. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, because so maybe that's your, it. You take the father's last name, and then, yeah, yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Okay, well, because so like how way, I got my was, name yeah. from, and I, it's a Southern tradition, so excuse like my mother's maiden name is my first name. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Is it? Your mom's maiden name was Byron? Yep. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's cool. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, there you go. So yeah, that maybe it is that, yeah, his mom's maiden name or something like that. Okay. All right. Interesting. And all his kids, of which he has like nine. I, yeah. Go Stevie. <laughs> Listening. Being to, blind did not stop him. You know, listening to some of his songs, I'm like, remember, remember in our our Mondegreens episode, we we did a, a, a mm -hmm. Stevie Wonder Mondegreen, uh, Boogie on Reggae. Which one, one was it? Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Hold on, I gotta look that up. Mm -hmm. Because I thought he was saying, put it on me, woman. And he, he's not. He's saying, boogie on reggae, woman. Hold on, I got to listen for just a second. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about this song. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that song, too. I mean, there's so many, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Does he have like more hits than like almost everybody? Because, or at least songs that you know. It's yeah. Like if, okay, I, I understand if somebody has like more hits than he does. Mm -hmm. But does does Stevie Wonder have like more of? Was that Stevie Wonder? Oh my god! Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like songs that you know that you didn't know were by Stevie Wonder, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, Stevie Wonder has so many songs. Uh huh. Oh God! <laughs> like I didn't know, Gangsters Paradise started with G with Stevie Wonder. Exactly. Until I watched that 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 documentary. I I learned I didn't know that when when Gangsters Paradise came out. Mm -hmm. um, my mom had I I want to say and I could be manufacturing a memory because that's what the brain does. But I want to say my mom yeah. told me that it was a Stevie Wonder song, but it, it wasn't one that I'd ever heard. And it wasn't until yeah. um, I got older. In the radio station that I listened to, what they would do is play the original song. I think I've mentioned this before, but they would play the original song that the current pop or rap songs were sampling. And one time they played Pastime Paradise. And so I. Pastime Paradise. But for me, I was exposed to Gangsta's Paradise first. So when I'm, when I hear. Uh, Pastime Paradise for the first time. I'm like, why does Gangsta's Paradise sound different? And they're like, oh, because Gangsta's Paradise is Pastime's Paradise. My mom would always say, um, I'd go, like, hey, this sounds like whatever the current song is. She's like, no, the current song sounds like what this song is. It's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's so weird, too, because, okay, so he has that song, I Wish, mm -hmm. but in this one, he's talking about glory days. So, like, they've been spending most of their lives living in a pastime paradise. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been wasting most of their time glorifying days long gone behind. Mm -hmm. They've been wasting most of their days in remembrance of ignorance, oldest praise. So then he's, uh, this is a great song. Damn, that should like have been the better. theme for our nostalgia episode. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, no, no, not necessarily. This is this is about this is about people. This is a MAGA song before MAGA existed. Oh no, don't do that. Oh, it is. Don't do that to Stevie. Look at this. <laughs> Verse one: dissipation, race relations, consolation, segregation, dispensation, isolation, exploitation, mutilation, mutation, miscreation, confirmation to the evils of the world. Mm. Been spending most of their lives living in a future paradise. They've been spending most of their lives living in a future paradise. They've been looking in their minds for the day that sor sorrow's gone from time. Ooh. So, wow. 
<laughs> and he wrote that in nineteen seventy three. Really good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Proclamation, race relations, consolation, integration, verification. So okay, the first part of the song is about basically people that wanted to live back when there, you know, like MAGA people that wanted to live back in the time when there was segregation and all that. Mm-hmm. The second part is people that want to live in a future paradise. Proclamation, race relations, consolation, integration, verification, revelation, acclamation, world salvation. Mm-hmm. To the peace of the world. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What a great song. Three steps down from God. <laughs> They, and, then, and then the chorus. They've been spending most of their lives living a past on paradise. They've been spending most of their lives living in a past on, They've been spending most of their lives living in a future paradise. Mm-hmm. We've been spending too much of our lives. We shall overcome living in a past paradise. Mm-hmm. Let's start living our lives. We shall overcome living for the future paradise. Praise to our lives. We shall overcome living for the future paradise. Shame to anyone's life. We shall overcome living in a past paradise. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Okay, this goes on my Spotify immediately, right. and it's the trope. <laughs> I'm of, getting this on my Spotify right now. It's the trope oh of my God, blind so people who are blind see a hell of a lot more than the people who have sight. Because he's actually listening. That That's the thing. Mm-hmm. This is why I love Stevie. And the bridges Wonder. tell me who of them will come to be. How many of them are you and me? Wow, this is a great song. This should be pumped out of every person's window against MAGA. Mm-hmm. This is like so great. Oh my gosh. You know, I have to get this now. <laughs> I have to, this is this is fantastic. I, yeah, but see, I was introduced, like you, mm-hmm. first to Gangster's Paradise. Yep. And then, but I didn't know until today. I was today years old when I found out about Pastime Paradise. Now I'm all... I got chills. I'm all. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's more. There's. Uh, You're right. There's. Uh... <laughs> Next to go. Yep. I, I, I speak nothing but the truth. But uh, Village Ghetto You're Land. Right. That's another one. And, mm-hmm. and it's interesting, too. Listening to some of the songs from that time period. It's mm-hmm. it's a weird. It, it's, it's a very weird, in a good way, presentation because what he's talking about in this song are very dire very dire conditions but the way that it sounds yeah. um, and, and he talked about that in the documentary too where he's like he wanted to discuss uh, the conditions of being in the ghetto but also in, mm-hmm. in um, a juxtaposition against those who put them there basically and so it's like the, mm-hmm. the upper crest or the people, the politicians, the people with power, as we always talk about on this on this podcast, have um, right. like how they respond to people who are in the ghetto. And yeah. one of the lines in the song at the end, he's like, you know, here are the dire conditions. But he's like, people tell us we should be happy with what we have. It's like, well, tell me, would you be happy if you lived here? Like, how can you be happy? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And um, that's part of the reason why he's such an influence as well, because he talks about socially conscious and socially relevant things um, and weaves it into his music. That's why, like I've said before, when we did our Janet episode, why the Rhythm Nation album and song resonate with me so much, because it's taking topical stuff. That's why Man in the Mirror resonates with a lot of people it's taking something very topical but it's weaving through you know popular music um Mm -hmm. it makes it i guess more digestible right um one of my favorite songs well people might pay attention to it yeah right because it's funny too because like you'll sing the song and maybe because you like the melody or you like the beat or you like the hook but then like when you actually learn the word you go oh wait a minute yeah yeah (laughs) That's why it gets so frustrating sometimes when people are like, well, yeah, I listen to rap or I listen to to Tupac or I listen to, you know, this person or that person. Like, okay, but did you actually hear the Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, are you sure? Because if. I mean, what I hear is keep your head up, ladies, because mm -hmm. there's assholes, but there's also good guys out there. Keep your head Uh up. You know, that's what I hear from Tupac. Yeah. (laughs) But. I listen to the words. Right. But like some of the some of the other ones, I'm like, y'all keep listening to 
you say you listen to all these songs or whatever, but evidently you missed the point. Yeah. Yeah, no? Because yeah. one of the songs that I really love from him, I it might be if, if somebody did put a gun in my head, again, they'll start singing the song too, but it would be um, yeah. You Haven't Done Nothing. I love that song. Oh, now I gotta look this one up. Uh, that's I, again because I don't know the names of these songs, mm-hmm. but yeah, you hadn't, you haven't done nothing. Yeah. Okay, hang on. I love that song because it, it haven't done nothing. Uh huh. And it has um the Jackson Five on it as like backing vocals, um because there's a hold on. Uh, love it. Yeah. I love it. I don't know if I'll be able to. Two ads in a row. <laughs> Two stupid ads in a row. Okay, one I can skip. I know, fool. I can't weave all the Stevie Wonder songs into the, the intro of this episode. Right? Like, yeah, I, I can't do it. I can't do that. <gasps> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that song, too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. Oh, I love the beat of that. Yeah. The, the grinding beat of that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that beat is that that bass is so heavy. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's a protest that's going, that's song. Going right. Love that. Mm-hmm. Because well, let me look up the words for that. Hang oh, on. it's great. You haven't done nothing. It's great. I love that song. It's like, what is it? Uh, we are amazed but not amused by all the things you say that you'll do. Don't much concern yeah. but not involved with decisions that are made by you. And we are sick and tired of hearing this song. Telling us how you're changing right from wrong. Cause if you really want to hear our views, you haven't done nothing. Jackson Fajal along with me say doo-doo up. Hey, 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 doo-doo up. Bum, 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 up. Oh yeah! All right, they're at the top of my liked songs list. Love they're it. Downloaded. And I guarantee they're you, downloaded. the person so with it's... the gun to my head will be singing background. Do up, show enough. Do up. Hey, anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Stevie awesome. freaking wonder. Three steps down from God. I will keep saying that because it's the truth. <laughs> Because even Quincy showed up. So good. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you talk about three steps from God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I guess that'll be the that'll be the, the, the second. Well, okay. So God, Jesus, uh, Quincy, and then Stevie. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe Quincy and Stevie are... Equal. They're equal, yeah. Well, it'd be it'd be Quincy, Stevie, and and Michael. The only reason why I say that is because, as far as music is concerned, like that's definitely a gift from something. If you want to call mm-hmm. it God, divinity, mm-hmm. the universe, whatever. But the oh, like, yeah. The, yeah, that's 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 definitely God given talent, and and that's that's a gift for for these people to to come into the world and and do what they've done through their music or with their music or just with the 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 craft of of music mm-hmm. like we did our we've done a michael episode we did our quincy jones episode and now with stevie and the the main thing with each of those is that yeah they had talent but it's like where did that where did that particular talent come from cuz you can be good at music mm-hmm. sure but the yeah. way that the way that they hear the music, the way that they they see the music, um, the yeah, way that they the music is right they, exactly. They breathe it, they live exactly. it. It's, just, it's so there, ever present. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And their 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 there's their life is nothing but it. I mean, I I remember Prince saying that, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Stevie Wonder feels the same way. I'm sure Michael felt. There is no life without it. His his life would not have existed. Right. And it's not that he would have committed suicide. It's just. For him, it's like I, I, I don't. There is no me without it. Mm. So like, if I didn't have this talent, I just I wouldn't be here on the planet. I never would have been born. Right. So I'm either born with this talent or not born at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know, there's just there's no way to. And I think I think that sums it up for Stevie Wonder too. I can't imagine anything else. Right. You know, I can't. I just I can't imagine, and I can't imagine honestly, 
you know, uh, music moving forward without Stevie Wonder exactly. either because of the the amount of influence he had on everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, any of these artists, but you know, specifically talking about Stevie Wonder, you know, not realizing, mm-hmm. you know, how prolific he was, and then also just the influence. I'm sure everybody was influenced by oh, him yeah. in some kind of way, and and he's so iconic. Everybody, you know, knows they they might know, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy as Stevie yeah, Wonder, right. <laughs> you know, spoofing him on SNL. But I mean, <laughs> but still at the same time, oh, I mean, gosh. even Stevie Wonder knew what he was doing yeah. and loved it. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. They did. They did one together. Didn't they do an episode of SNL together? I think they, you know what? I think, I think they did. They they did together. They did something together. With YouTube. With the piano. I want to say they did. Yeah, that's why I'm, <laughs> I've been doing that all night. <laughs> Let's see. Yes, because I I remember them. Yeah, they they did it together. Yep, they and I think it was my Sherry yeah. Moore with this uh, the first thing that pops up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Here it is. That time Eddie Murphy impersonated Stevie Wonder with Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, but but see that's I mean Stevie Wonder you know knows that there's no there's no I I I look at Stevie Wonder as. You know, because we've talked about other musicians, and I think, I think, I look at Stevie Wonder as a person who, for sure, is confident in his abilities, but also leaves an ego at the door. Oh, of course. Meaning, I look at him and Jimmy Buffett that same way, because Jimmy Buffett's that way, was that way too, as in, like, you are a musician, I'm a musician, I respect your your talents you respect mine and we're just going to make music together and we're not going to care about who's more popular we're not going to care about who hits the charts you're a guitar player i need you you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know i just feel like like that's the way stevie wonder is and recognizes other people's talents and other mm-hmm. genres too as in like he recognized eddie murphy's talent as a comedian mm-hmm. there's a and so he's 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 teasing about me but eddie murphy loves me so it's not like he's right. you know, making fun of me making fun of me he's spoofing me because even stevie wonder knows he's got a he's got a he's got a tell he's got a thing he's got that head movement mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, he knows. There's a um, which is great. There's a documentary on Netflix. I gotta find what it's called um, because he's in it, uh, Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. and ah, the greatest night in pop. It's on Netflix. Um, okay. We have to watch that for the next uh, the next episode, episode. because okay, next yes, week, yeah. Stevie Wonder, greatest night in pop. Yep, it's on Netflix. It came out on the 29th of January. Um, and it's, I guess it's hosted by Lionel Richie, from what I've heard. I haven't watched it yet, but okay. Oh, Lionel Richie, I like him too. Um, they talk about getting everybody together. And Stevie is in there, um, and mm-hmm. so is Ray Charles, and um, there, some of the other singers are like having a having an issue with like a harmony or something, and Stevie's just mm-hmm. in the other room playing on the piano, like like putting stuff together, and they talk about how, um. You know, since since he has to listen to everybody, like because again, Stevie is music. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to do this, whatever. Like he can hear everybody, and so he's piecing it all together. And it's like, yeah, because he's Stevie freaking Wonder. So yeah, we'll watch that. I mean, it goes a little bit more. So in depth, this is but, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is about okay. This is about when they all got together for mm-hmm. for we are uh, the world. What was it? We are the mm-hmm. world, and, yeah. and the reason why I okay. brought that up is because you, you triggered your memory. Ego. Well, you triggered your memory because mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of the things was Quincy was like, "Leave your ego at the door. You're not. You're yeah. all you pop stars are coming in here or whatever. Yes, you're the biggest thing in music right now, but in order for this to work, you have to leave your ego at the door. There's no ego here. This isn't about you. This is about right. um, helping yeah, yeah. your people in in well the continent of Africa, but helping you know quote unquote Africa." Right? It's like, okay, well, well this isn't yeah. about who has the most Grammys or who sold the most records or whatever. Like, no. The 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 goal here is to raise money for this particular cause. If you can't do that, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is such a coincidence. Okay, that uh that hit parade podcast that I said you should listen mm-hmm. to. He did an episode about this. Oh nice. 
You really, you should really listen to that that podcast. That podcast is everything you and I have ever wanted. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow on that work. Honest to God, <laughs> that uh, podcast is a fucking amazing hit. Hit yeah, parade. We'll talk about that later, but yeah, it hit parade. Okay. Yeah, it's called a hit parade. Um, music and uh, he does some trivia, but that's not that's not what is just. It's so amazing. Okay. I recommend anybody listen to it because. Um, he talks about things that uh, are, it's called music history and trivia. But the first episode is about red red wine and how that that actually changed the you know how it was like a triple remake. But then there's there's one that was really super good about uh, oh the one that we talked about. Uh, one of them is called the Great War Against the Single. Ah. But the difference between a single being released before an album or an album before even a single is released from it. Mm. You know, those album sales. He did one about Prince and Tom Petty uh, together. Uh, he did one about Donna Summer. Uh, oh, there's B-Sides. He did one about B-Sides. And then the Jeff Def Jams edition. So about Run DMC and how they were, you know, landmark as far as rap was concerned. Mm-hmm. And just that whole history of that going all the way back to Sugar Hill Gang, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just that, that, that this so far, this has been one of my favorite podcasts of all time. And the cool part is he gets to, because of, it's through uh, Slate magazine Mm -hmm. about music and stuff. They, I guess, uh, he he plays 10, under 10 seconds of each and everything he ever talks about. Ah. So you actually get to hear the songs. Nice. Okay. So, but but he but he has um, what which one is it? He has one about we are the world, but also the one that came from. Do they know it's Christmas? The one that came out of Great Britain mm-hmm. that for, came out first before we are the world, and about the competing really? you know, the competition between the two that came mm-hmm. out before. I always yep. assumed it came out after. Yep. Okay. Nope, it came out first. Interesting. And so that we are the world was kind of like the U.S. response to the British. Oh. Uh, when, when was that? That one was. How was it? Uh, the charity mega single edition. <laughs> okay. Do they know it's Christmas and we are the world? And then there was a couple more after that. I did not know that there had been a couple more after that. That that came out the charity mega single. Really? All I know is we are yeah, the world. And do they know it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right, that's all I knew too, and I grew up. I was a teenager in the '80s, but I guess there was more. But you know, by the '90s and stuff, it was petering out. But I mean, he does. I I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't looked through them all because it goes back to like 2000. I think they started this in 2018. This this podcast. Excuse me. It would not surprise me. I should probably flip through all the episodes and see. It wouldn't surprise me if there's something about uh, CV Wonder. So between now and next week, I'll look through that too. Okay. And see if there's something as well because I don't see how there wouldn't be um, something about him but it all depends uh, on on where he's going with that because oh there's one about Aretha Franklin ah. one about hip hop yeah and even even one about uh, about Sir Mix-a-Lot so I mean it's like it's yeah it's a it's really good you yeah we got okay it. We got to get more into that, but I mean, homework. Uh, so I just sorry about the Fun sorry homework. about that di- digression, but again, that's the off kilter. But I just it just it was such a coincidence. Okay. The the greatest night in pop, you mm-hmm. know, because <laughs> I had listened to that. That's a great podcast. It's all it's really all right. Cool. cool. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, it's great. I mean, hey, context. I <laughs> context is great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but back to Stevie Wonder. Well, yeah. So I, I can see, I don't know. I just, I, I know that a lot of times, you know, people project things onto the, the people they admire, but don't know personally, uh-huh. but I've never heard anything bad about Stevie Wonder and everything I've ever watched or seen about or read about Stevie Wonder has been that he's just a really down to earth, great guy. Yeah. Even with that, even with that, you know, third from God talent, he's he's mm-hmm. like you were saying, he's in the other room playing the piano while everybody's getting their shit together, and it's yeah. <laughs> and he's just you know being Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. I think it, yeah. you have to be he's, if you're somebody who has that kind of gift, mm-hmm. right? I think you you become aware yeah. to also understand that 
this was God given in his case. Like he's, yeah. I think he's he's raised Baptist, so like that God is a very important uh, presence in his life. Not mm -hmm. a problem. That's not what we're talking about. But um, right. in from his perspective, to then say, if this is a God given gift or talent, that also means God can take it away. So you not only right. have to be humble, but you're also in service to your fellow man. So like it would mm -hmm. behoove mm -hmm. you to be, you know, a beacon because you're kind of like being a representative for God in that sense, right? If they gave you this mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. gift to share with the world, why would you then turn around and be stank about it? <laughs> right. You know. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's like, and it, absolutely. And in Stevie's case, it's like, look, I may have taken your sight and I gave you this gift of music. But if you fuck around, you will find out. I can take a lot more too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, Stevie's just like, no, I'm, I'm here as your representative. You've given me this gift. You've given me the opportunity to share with the world, and I'm going to do that for as long as you allow. And we, as the audience, are all the better for it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm so happy that that he came along in a time that it was doors were opening mm -hmm. up for African-American artists in the first mm -hmm. place. You know, I'm, I'm really happy because had he been a generation earlier, he, we might not have Stevie Wonder the way we do have Stevie Wonder. Exactly. Or any, or any black artist to begin with. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, but his, his is, his shit is so funky that I just absolutely love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> You can't deny but, the music. You, know, it, it just, you, you just uh, seriously, yeah. his his music is just so funky. It's so beautiful. It's just so, you know, I I love I love that type of beat. I love that type of of. It's also fucking danceable. Mm -hmm. Like I if if it comes on and I'm in, in no matter where I am, I want to dance. Yeah. Like no matter what song it is of his, it's just like oh okay, so I'm gonna stand up and I don't care if you're embarrassed, but I'm gonna fucking dance. Yeah, I... my little white girl dance. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> so let's do it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, see, that means he's doing his job. Okay. It's like any and everybody could dance. Yes, yes. And and the yes. funny thing too is like. You, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know how I feel about this, but I guess people don't really associate Stevie Wonder's music with like dance music, and not not in a genre way. But I mean, like, like that's not something you would that's not something you would put on to dance to in a sense. It's not that you can't dance to it, but it's like, like if you want to. Ah, I don't want to say this. Like, if you if you want to get the party going type of thing, you would throw mm -hmm. on a, a Michael Jackson. Don't stop till you get enough, or um, oh yeah, it's or you know the way you make me feel, or something like that, right? Or mm -hmm. or uh, you know, or even like James Brown or something. Because James Brown, like visually, we knew like James Brown's music was connected to him dancing, right? I guess it's a visual thing. Yeah. Since Stevie yeah. doesn't yeah. dance like James Brown or Michael Jackson or whatever. We don't associate, we don't have that same, maybe it's just me. I don't have that same association with his music to like do, you know, um, not even synchronized dance routines, but just like to just dance too. It's not that his music isn't See, uh, danceable, because like it is funky. You want to get up I, and start moving. Um, but I think- it, I guess I do, because my parents did. My my parents, whenever anything from Stevie Wonder came on, they always danced to it. Mm. Like that was just, yeah. Like in my kitchen when my mom was making dinner or whatever mm -hmm. or you know my dad's listening to music in the garage so my Stevie Wonder would come on and he would just he would just dance maybe it's in, just in me in the then. garage so I maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it's just me yeah well I, well in true yeah, like, I, 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 I had more of a connection to you know Michael Jackson when I was little like I knew of mm -hmm, Stevie mm -hmm. Wonder but like I had to get older to actually learn and appreciate Stevie Wonder. Like I liked him, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. like my love for Stevie Wonder especially as, as a as a composer, as a musician, as a performer, that didn't come until I was old enough to really understand Stevie Wonder, right? Um right, so right. maybe that's maybe that's what I'm trying to articulate. It's like, oh, okay. Um, cuz he he has really good 
um, he has really funky stuff. Uh, a song called Skeletons, it came out in the 80s. Um, and the only reason why I even know of it is because they would play it during Halloween because they play all the uh, Halloween theme songs. And it's not a Halloween song, mm-hmm. it's just called Skeletons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listening to it, right. I was like, I really like this. <laughs> Add that to your spot. You'll listen to it like, oh yeah, yeah. it's going on my Spotify because it's 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 a really good song. Um, I didn't know at the time um, with the bad album that uh, he he's on there with Michael Jackson. They have a song called "Just Good Friends," and honestly, it's it's not my favorite song, but I think it's because and they talk about this in a documentary when. Um, the Bad album had its 25th anniversary and they were talking about how you have Michael Jackson like, arguably at his peak you have Stevie Wonder who's just kind of coming off his peak in the 70s but like he's still again Stevie Wonder because he's three steps mm-hmm. down from God um, but like those two together should make like a massive hit but it, it wasn't um, it wasn't even released as a single and the conversation around that was I think it's because they cancel each other out because they are both great on their mm-hmm. own, right? Like, again, we have a Michael Jackson episode. Right. This is Stevie's episode, whatever. Um, but, like, Michael Jackson's Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder is Stevie Wonder. And it seems as though if you put those two together, then you get something, you know, super massive. But the thing is, is, like, because they're so big, they cancel each other out musically it's like yeah. i mean they can do a song together but it's just yeah. it's not gonna have the the hit or the umph that a michael jackson song or a stevie wonder song would have by themselves you see what i'm saying that'd be yeah you know, yeah yeah, it'd be yeah like i do putting i don't know uh hmm. that'd be like having like a janet and madonna song together it's like it doesn't it just it wouldn't work no, you know? it wouldn't. Like it, it just it wouldn't. Yeah. it wouldn't fit. It doesn't fit together. You know, um, I know in the case of We Are the World, it's like you had like fifty people in there, but that you know well, that's that's just different. different. That's, that's like it's different. basically like a pop star choir. That's yeah. different, you know. But to do a duet with like the biggest yeah. star yeah. or two of the biggest stars, you know, in in music at the time, it's like they're just gonna cancel each other out. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it worked for Janet and Michael, but their family, so that's different, right? <laughs> it it, it kind of is. Well, and and here's the thing: it's a it's a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have predominantly Janet fans are probably predominant in girls. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe Michaels too, but they're not necessarily going to be the same mm-hmm. fans. But I mean, it's a family. And it's a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. So you have more of like a duet kind of thing going on yeah. than if you have two boys. Well, well. I know that sounds weird. But. No, but, but and I don't know. Maybe the commentary or the caveat to that is because uh, Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney did a song together, Ebony and Ivory, which, which I did and, not know that was Paul McCartney yeah. and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> well, and so did Michael Jackson and yes. Paul McCartney. The girl is mine. And, and Say, 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 apparently. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that song. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. Yeah. I did, I, yes, I, I don't know. Interesting. I guess maybe just those two, because also they're both they're both um, um, child stars. Like Michael started when he was nine, and Stevie started like he had his first hit at thirteen, but he started when he was uh, eleven. Like he he signed mm-hmm. to Motown when he was eleven. Um, and then got his first hit at 13. So just like Michael Jackson, we, we the audience, grew up with Stevie Wonder. Um, just like as mm-hmm. he got older, you know, the, the general public got older. So you got to see what he was doing at different stages of his life, like Michael Jackson. I think that's part of the reason, too, why, um, along with having the gift from God and putting out really awesome music, why there's such longevity with um, these particular artists is because you grew with them. You don't really get mm-hmm. to do that too much these days. Um, like you do have young uh, entertainers, because not artists. Like Taylor Swift is thirty-four right now. Like when she started in two thousand six, I think. Yeah, um, she was like freshly eighteen 
right? But she would be a lot, like she is popular, um, but she would even have more status, if you would, if she had started when she was 12, right? Or, um, you know, because even, um, let's see, the the only other person that I can think of Huh. Well, actually, that's not a fair comparison because she had a whole issue with her label. But she's the she's the only other person at thirteen to have a number one hit on the Billboard charts, and that was JoJo with "Leave Get Out." Mm-hmm. And the reason why she didn't uh, continue, like she still puts out music, but the reason why her career didn't, like I guess take off the way it was projected to is because um, the powers that be at her label sucked. So they basically tanked her career. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, she still puts out music and, like, she has a following. Um, but the the label that she was on was trash. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, but... What label was she on? It was Blackground, which is a subsidiary of... Let me look it up in a second. Let's see, Black Ground Records. Who do you belong to? You belong to Interscope, and Interscope belongs to Universal. Of course it does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, remember our... Uh, uh, what, what episode was it? It was, it was just a few episodes ago. but Oh, our, yeah, our last episode. Remember our Motown episode? It goes through mm-hmm, six mm-hmm. different hands oh, yeah. before it gets yeah. to like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so Universal owns Interscope. Interscope owns Blackground. And so it's like a subsidiary of a subsidiary. <laughs> right, yeah. But anywho. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, of course, there's more to it than that. But um, basically, the powers that be at Blackground dropped the ball for whatever reason they basically screwed up her career or the trajectory of her career uh, I should say and um, she had two hits or like really actually she had a few she did have a few hits but without the the label really pushing her um, she did not mm-hmm. have the career that she was supposed to have basically yeah. um, I say all of yeah. that because she was 13 at the time and the first single came out and if she so young. right, if she had had the career that she was projected to have, she would be somebody that you know millennials, my generation, grew up with. So her, her current projects or whatever would have the attention that a Taylor Swift is getting. Is what I'm getting at. I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. I just, I yeah, so young. Mm-hmm. Thirteen is so fucking young. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I wanted to be a child Just, star, yeah. or I wanted, well, I wanted to be Michael Jackson, of course, but I wanted to do music and stuff at a young age. But of course, as an audience member, it's like you see the finished product. You don't know or realize all the work that goes into doing it, right? There's also, of yeah. course, being a kid, you don't really think of it as work until you're told it's work. You just want to mm-hmm. have fun singing and dancing or performing or whatever. Like, that's the that might be the easy part for you, right? So you're not thinking mm-hmm. about the logistics. You're not thinking about the money. You're not thinking about the business part of show business, right? You just want to do the show part because that's what you're good right. at. Yeah. But it's like, well, in order to get to the show, there's a bunch of business that goes on behind the scenes. And the mm-hmm. way that the music industry works and just business in general, at least in this country, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but it seems pretty similar. It fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The album that is really, really awesome and has the songs on the radio all the time, well, in order for that to happen, mm-hmm. there are a lot of cogs in the machine that have to be greased yeah. and replaced and sharpened and yeah 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 it's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on <laughs> uh, but that's a different podcast episode anyway <laughs> speaking of stevie oh yeah we'll wrap it up because i know it's almost yeah. an hour hell this practically oh, yeah. is an hour but um <laughs> yeah we'll move a little bit f- and we got next we got next week we'll move just a little bit forward so again like 
as I said earlier, what we consider, you know, peak and ultimate Stevie Wonder is is the 1970s interv- talking book intervisions, fulfilling this, fulfilling this, gosh, fulfilling this is finale. Again, say that 10 times fast. And the songs in the key of life um, are like quintessential Stevie Wonder. There's also an album that came out in 1979 from him. Um, called The Secret Life of Plants. And it wasn't really like a Stevie Wonder album. It was the soundtrack to a documentary. Um, And the only reason why I even discovered this um, was because I was listening to a Greatest Hits playlist on YouTube and there was a song called um, Outside of My Window. I was like, I really like this. I've never heard this song before. So I look it up and it's like, oh yeah, that was from this album came out in 1979. It was a minor hit in the UK. I was like, oh, I really like it. It, it sounds quirky and it's like, it just has, again, it's yeah. Stevie Wonder funk, but it just sounds, it's a very interesting sound. And that, I think that's the other reason why I love him so much is because it seems like he was a child prodigy um, mm-hmm. and like whatever he picked up, he'd play around with it and then just start and just and just go once he got like the gist of it he would just take off and go and so any new instrument or any technological advance when it came to music um you know it get it into stevie wonder's hands and like two days later he has you know 13 albums coming out of him. i mean it, and mm-hmm. and some of the sounds that he could make or that that he invented it, it seems like it's just like it's it's mind blowing. It's it's more than impressive, yeah. right? Again, of being like three steps down from God, having this gift, um, and in you know, not being able to see. It's like your 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 other senses are heightened, um, not in not in a trope, but like to you have to really listen because that's that's the yeah. only thing, not the only yeah, thing, but that's yeah. one of your senses that you have to depend on. So, you know, to actually hear the sounds. Um, and to hear the notes and the chords and then like to mix them together and then play around with them and, co- and create something completely different. It's similar to how Quincy Jones said the same thing. It's like there are only 12 notes and you'll break it down, you'll break music down to these 12 notes and then when you build it back up, you can build something different out of those 12 notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I love these people. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I am a music lover beyond belief, but I don't have talent. So for me, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I worship people that have talent, including, you know, you've got great talent. Oh, thank you. And so I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe of people that have this music to any, any music talent at all, mm, I, you know, cause I'm, I don't, I know I, I, I I'm one of those people that I, I can hear, you know, I love to listen to it. I love to be around it. I love to be around people that make it, that that have that talent and stuff. I'm like a. It's yeah, hard hang for that way. <laughs> me because I can't play an instrument. Like I don't have that ability. Not to say that I can't learn you how could, to play. An instrument, yeah, you. But like right, for me, right, you could learn. It's the like I listen to everybody. I mean, predominantly, I've said my favorites, but I listen to those sounds. Or I listen to how all that's put together and then it just kind of like resonates in me over years and then I spew it back out into something that I've pieced together over a 10 or 20 year period because if you listen to some of my songs if like if I pull up some of like the inspiration for like I can go back with some of them I can go back and go like this was the impetus for this particular song well, some of them are like quite obvious obviously though the the should be mine is just my rendition of of heard it through the grapevine like it's a it's a direct and very clear mm-hmm. sample but other songs are pieces of uh, video games they're pieces of again Michael Jackson Stevie Wonder Marvin Gaye Janet and a little bit of Prince, but in the, some are like, um, like parts of like a violin piece or or a synthesized uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Harp, uh, harp or something. Excuse me, that I heard in like a 1980s type of song or whatever. And again, I've had decades to sit on on this basically, and 
mold it all together to create something new, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm doing, in a sense, I'm doing what, in a very weird way, but I'm doing what Quincy Jones and Stevie Wonder are doing. I am not mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. that I'm on the level of Quincy Jones or Stevie Wonder. I'm just saying I'm imitating, apparently, what they've done or what they can do naturally. <laughs> are you there? Yeah, there you go. So anyway, um, well, yes. yeah, I don't know. You you have a a really good you have a you have a good ear. You have a good music talent. Ah. You know, I I think that uh, you do definitely have that. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> ah. We'll wrap it up for here because it's been an hour, but we yes. will definitely do part two. Uh, I just I moved ahead a mm-hmm. little bit from the seventies to eighties, Stevie. Um, and again, we'll do sure. we'll talk yeah. about yeah. We'll watch that documentary on Netflix, but we'll also talk about like some of his stuff in the in the eighties because according to Wikipedia, that's where he had a lot of his his most commercial success. But that's also I think that's also kind of like a roundabout way of talking about Reaganomics in the 80s for like certain groups um, because that's where we get like our modern day pop star in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we had James Brown and we had, um, you know, the Beatles in the 60s and the 70s, or, well, the 60s anyway. Um, like we had like a, a pop star or a, or, a, or a superstar, if you will. But the 80s is where like you took the superstar and put it on steroids because you get a mega star. Right, like yeah, that's yeah. where we yeah. get Madonna and Michael and Prince and Janet and and Tina has her resurgence, so she so she which becomes... leads into the mm-hmm. right, right, and which leads into the mega stars of today. So exactly. you know, people like like uh, Taylor Swift can thank the '80s for their type of yeah, well, of, uh, yeah, but, you know, stardom. Yeah, because we that and that's part of the reason why like today's uh, pops pop artists or pop stars again I just call them entertainers um, mm-hmm. they're not ha- the, uh, some of the episodes we open the season with the hits don't hit the same um, they don't have that same quality and, and part of it is not just because they don't have the talent or that's not what I'm talking about it's not whether or not they have talent or not it's the environment's a lot different the environment that gave right. us a Prince and a Michael and, and so on that carried over into the '90s. So when Taylor and Beyonce and them were when they were kids, Usher just did the Super Bowl or whatever. But Usher grew up watching Prince and Michael and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. The people mm-hmm. who are out now grew up watching Usher, which is fine. But you're watching like a distilled version of a Prince and a Michael, whatever. You also are coming out at a time when mm-hmm. you don't have the environment that gave you Usher, right? Like Usher came up in the industry right. 30 years ago when things were a lot different compared to what they are now. You know? So even though you can sing and dance and whatever, you don't have like the powers mm-hmm. that be don't exist. Well, they exist, but they're not, they're not doing the same uh, process to create a superstar like they were 30 years ago or now 40 years ago. You know? So anyway. All right. that being said, but we'll we'll put a pin in it here. So this is part one, Stevie. Uh, so yes, we hope you enjoyed this part one because we're coming back for part two next week. Uh, so with that yes. being said, please uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and email us. Uh, you can email us at offkilternofilter at yahoo.com. Uh, I plugged my music at the beginning of this episode. And this is all about Stevie. So you know what. Mm-hmm. Check the link in the description, but you know, this is all about Stevie this episode. Mm. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's worth it though. It, please, 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 please click on that link. Yeah. Or or follow that link. It's his your 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 C D is fantastic too. Thank you. I wanna make another one. I listen to it all the time. I wanna make it I I still have more music in me. Um but yeah. Gosh, I wish I wish I could work with Stevie Wonder. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be sitting across from oh just staring. He'd, he'd look at me like, so you just go see, like, a, like <laughs> between the two of us, it's like, look, if you came to see me, because <laughs> I can't see you. <laughs> You're awful quiet. Where are you? No, no, he'd right? be like, I'm sorry. There, is there somebody in this room? Because be like, I thought Byron 
was in this room, but did you leave? Are you still here? Because I swear <laughs> to God, you should be helping. You I mean you're? Yeah, right. We're supposed to be working together. He's just what gonna, are you doing? He's gonna hear me just slump on the floor because I'll be in shock. It's like, oh my God, this is Stephen yeah, Wonder. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I get. It. Um, so yeah, email us. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. And oh, podcast is called Women Committed Crimes. Um, you can listen to that uh, anywhere you get your podcast. It's hosted by Mrs. Tammy Chase. Um, and yes, email us. Tell us your tell us if you if you can narrow it down. What is your favorite Stevie Wonder song? Or give us all the Stevie Wonder songs you like, because I guarantee you, there's going to be overlap because there's just so many. My Sharia Moore, signed, sealed, oh, and yeah. delivered. Oh uh, my god, I forgot about that Exactly. Too. And that's just two of them. I know, right? Oh gosh. Oh, because we ah, we didn't even get to talk about the Cosby episode when he's on there. So that'll be in part two. Well, we will. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Alright, guys. Well, until right. then, we will see you next week. Yep. <laughs>